Welcome to Think Beyond the Drink. This podcast is for women who want to unravel their relationship with alcohol and other vices without labels, stigma, or judgment. We focus on things that give us energy, not take from it. This is for women who want to feel the aliveness and vitality in their life again, who want deep, intimate connections and a purpose-driven life. Hi, y'all. Camille Kinsler here. I really wanted to create this first episode so I could really express to you kind of where I am on my journey with unraveling alcohol and the premise and the importance of what I'm sharing in this podcast. A lot of podcast experts say that people don't care about you and your story. However, I feel like it's essential in order for me to really let you know where my heart is with creating the content that I'm going to create here with you for you. And also it allows you an opportunity to see if it really resonates with you or not. So as of this podcast episode, I drank after five plus years as a non-drinker. And this has been almost two years ago now. And really, I just wanted to share my story about where I am now where I was seven years ago, and why I feel like it's so important to remove the labels that come along with just practically pretty much everything. As a medical provider who diagnosed and treated medical illness for over 10 years, what I recognized and noticed is that when I would diagnose somebody with heart disease or diabetes or cancer or even with something that the patient may have even recognized like obesity, that it really gave them this label and identity that so often they ended up falling into. They made it part of who they were. And so only a few of them would take it upon themselves to do the things that were essential for them to change for them to reverse their diabetes or their heart disease or to eat more healthily or whatever it may be. And so I found that it really felt more like a disservice to label than a service to label. Now, of course, when you're diagnosing somebody for billing and all of that, it's important. It needed to happen. Um, It was one of the reasons why I stepped away from practicing Western medicine. Uh, But we can get into that at another time. But really, I want to share my life as I write it in pencil and around what I have learned over the past seven years working in the world of alcohol freedom, freeing ourselves from the way that alcohol is so perpetuated in our society and from from habituated drinking. But it was never my intention to be a poster child for the sober or recovery community. I never did any steps or really even joined any programs on my own. I just noticed that I was having these patterns with alcohol that were really hard to break. And so I got really worried and concerned that I had a massive problem with alcohol. When in reality, it was so much more than that. And unraveling my relationship with alcohol over those five years really allowed me to see these areas that I needed to work on. I needed to illuminate 
I needed to feel, I needed to heal, I needed to recognize we're there. And then what happened is, and I'll get into this story a little bit later, but what I noticed is that when I was in these these circles, these sober curious, sober circles, recovery circles, is that although everyone was pretty much, pretty much unanimously saying that being powerless over alcohol was outdated, it still felt like these same circles, 100% abstinence was the gold standard. The number of days from your last drink was celebrated just as much as the glimmering gold coin that you get in AA meetings. And it is, it's a huge freaking deal to not have to have a drink in this world where everyone drinks or it's so advertised as. I mean, alcohol is everywhere. But then I found that when I was no longer subscribing to the labels that I had unknowingly fallen into, that I felt like I didn't fit into that group anymore to the group of these sober, badass women that I had met over the last several years. And that made me feel very confused. It really broke my heart in a lot of ways because I deeply feel like it's not about the alcohol. And again, I'll talk to you more about how I got there and why I got there. But I just want to say to you is that If you feel like you want to listen to this because you want permission to drink again, then I please tell you to move on. That is not my intention. You have got to trust yourself and your inner knowing and what is best for you. And through the practice that I have done over the past several years, this trusting myself is something that was so important for me to build because I felt like I didn't trust myself over the years and years of telling myself I was going to quit and then drinking again over and over and over again until I recognized that that wasn't the person I am anymore. That is no longer my story. I had created so many other tools and really a way of being that that wasn't my litmus test anymore. Whether I had a drink or not was not my litmus test about who I was. It had changed. But if this is, if you're looking for permission, just just move on. I share this more for the people who are also just feel stuck in this dogma of the sober cyberspace and just really also want to link arms and just move through it. Now, don't get me wrong. It was an essential part of my growth, essential part of my yeah, really, my growth of who I am today, removing alcohol from my life. I 100% know that if I would have gone back to drinking one year after I quit drinking, I would have been back the way I was previously. I wasn't ready. At two years, I didn't even think about it. And then up until five years, from, from two to five years, is didn't even think about it. And then it just crossed my mind one day that I had really created this arch enemy unknowing to myself, this this, uh, villain in my own story. And again, it wasn't conscious. I didn't consciously do that. But then I started getting fearful. I started getting fearful, not because I was 
craving a drink or needed a drink or was fantasizing about drinking or glamorizing the past, I became fearful that I would drink again because of this villain that I had created. I had so removed it from being my personal responsibility and onto the responsibility of this addictive substance that I was like, if I slip, is he going to seduce and overcome me again? Am I going to lose all of my willpower and my discernment and resilience and ability to heal that I had gained all of these years? Because in our society over the past few years, the pendulum has swung from the onus being on the diseased person, where they used to say that you have faulty genetics and you're an alcoholic, to this highly addictive substance that the more you drink, the more you'll want to drink. And as with all black and white thinking, there are two truths to this. And that those two truths is wherein lies the gray area. And this is the juicy area. This is the area that I love so much. Because this is the area where we get to look and take responsibility and we get to look at how alcohol's role has appeared in our family history, any trauma that we may have had, any mental health support or issues we may have had, where we are on this social emotional intelligence range, how and where our environment affects us and who we are and our drinking patterns. And as well as our own personal patterns with alcohol and our own personal evolution that we've had with alcohol, because it's not the same for everyone. (sighs) So I'll share more if this interests you about how my relationship with alcohol unraveled, how it was at the beginning, really the beginning, middle and end. And this podcast is really to share with you all of the things that I did in the middle and continue to do in order to live a life that really is focused more on how resilient I can be and how much I can increase my well-being and my happiness in the world and my love and light for others. And yeah, just to be as transparent as I can with you about the process and share with other people who have experienced the same thing who recognize that it's not about the alcohol. Once we remove that, life still lifes and we have to really create this ability to trust ourselves in order to navigate the world. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for trusting me and spending your precious time with me. And I would love to know what you want to hear about and uh, we'll talk later. The world needs the vibrance and wisdom of a woman's intuition to help heal the world. When we learn to trust ourselves through leaning into and through discomfort, we learn to trust ourselves and in that space is our power and clarity.